Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. I have been watching Money in the Bank for a long ass time. And I have finally decided... I should be the one to scale the ladder, and I should be the one to get the briefcase. Let's go. Well, that did not go to plan. My parents were right. I'm a disappointment. And I'm also Simon from World Culture. Hello, thank you for joining me as always on a crazy Sunday. Because WWE has decided if they do have a good pay-per-view premium live event, which they deem to be bigger than the rest, they're going to put it on a Saturday rather than a Sunday. I've been watching wrestling for a long ass time and I still find this very weird. However, does it get an up or does it get a down? We discover all of this by giving the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. C versus Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss versus Oscar versus Raquel Rodriguez versus Liv Morgan versus Oscar was our first match on Money in the Bank and it was a Money in the Bank ladder match and you'll be pleased to know Becky Lynch was cheered like a hero throughout. Now I'm going to be honest with you, I like the Big Times Bet character, I think it's very entertaining but I think now we've just got to call it for what it is switch everything back. It did start great though because everybody went for ladders which allowed Oscar and Becky Lynch to look at each other for a little while and I enjoyed this because of course they've been feuding for ages and then they started to get into a fight. Oscar got the better of this and she started to climb up a ladder or at least set one up and what did the fans do? They went Becky, Becky. Now look don't get me wrong they were still also very keen on the Empress of Tomorrow but come on. We were around about three minutes in by this stage, so of course the ladder started to get used as a weapon. And at one point, it actually looked like Raquel Rodriguez was going to pick up Liv Morgan and Becky Lynch, who were on a ladder. And when that didn't work, because it's a hard thing to do, she just double suplexed them into the steel. And every time I go like this. Some people, I was speaking to someone the other day who was like, oh man, all the ladders in wrestling are fake. I'm like, one, where would you buy a fake ladder? And two, who would be able to invent one that was basically made out of cushion material, but also somehow could support human weight? The tip off the top of the ladder spot soon happened, and this was Becky Lynch doing it to Oscar and Lacey Evans. 
But the problem with this now is we have seen such crazy bumps that when you do a normal one like this, it just doesn't have any impact. And doesn't that just go to show how far the bar has been risen? As we have brought up Lacey as well, after she had taken out Shotzi and she started to climb the ladder, everybody has started to boo. So somehow this experiment has not worked. Raquel stopped her, much to the crowd's pleasure. And then from nowhere, Liv Morgan was up there as well. And she hit a sunset flip powerbomb. Now, I'm sorry, but how is this even possible? And sure, it was a little bit wonky-donky at some points. But this is someone over one side of a ladder, diving over the top, grabbing somebody else, and then pulling them down and smashing them on the mat. I've gone crazy. You think Rodriguez would have just grabbed the briefcase after this, but she was so shocked by what she'd just seen, I suppose she forgot. But then, my word. I don't know what happened here, but Shotzi went to give an electric chair to Alexa Bliss, and they just fell down into the ladders at the most horrible angle, and it looked like it had gone totally wrong. That's when I was like, well, that's how we managed to get a reaction. You crumple up into the thing like the worst thing ever has just happened. This had happened again when Shotzi went to get sent on on Becky Lynch. And Lynch moved out of the way. And Shotzi just whammed her head on the ladder. Now, I'm pretty sure she was bleeding after this. And I mean this. I mean this from the bottom of my tootsie toes. I genuinely hope she is okay. Because that looked horrendous. And probably worse than anything else on the pay-per-view. Yeah, premium live event. These ladders just didn't want to play ball either. Because after Raquel had set up a ladder bridge at ringside, Oscar was laying on it. And Becky went to slam her through it after she too jumped off a ladder. And it didn't break. Once again, I was going, ow, ow, my back. Because it looked horrible. We then did get the bigger ladder full spot. Because Becky pushed off Shotzi, Alexa, Raquel and Lacey Evans. And that, of course, meant now she was able to go and climb rung by damn rung and get the briefcase. But at the last moment, Liv Morgan teleported in from Starship Enterprise. Becky pushed her off the ladder, but Liv went to the top rope, pushed herself back off, which took some real timing and some real precision. She twonked Becky. She got her hands on the briefcase. That's like, no, surely not. She then undid the clip. That's like, no, surely not. And then she got it. I was like, hot damn. Liv Morgan is Miss Money in the Bank. So how great was this? I mean, how long have we waited? And it's always good when WWE goes, well, we have a potential star here. Why don't we make them Money in the Bank and see what happens? But no, don't worry. We are not done here, but I shall get back to you later. And look, sure, I know what some people are going to say. Well, it wasn't the best ladder match I've ever seen. No, it wasn't. But I'll be honest with you. One of these would have to be an absolute train wreck for me not to give it an up because the risks that they take and the crazy things that they all do, I just respect it so damn much, hence why I'm giving it an up. Also, Liv Morgan won. WWE then re-aired that Cody Rhodes interview they played on Raw, and the only reason I throw this in here is because over the weekend there was a rumour that Cody was going to win the money in the bank and tell everyone, ha I'm cashing in at WrestleMania. That's a massive shame because that would have been awesome, and while I hope that nobody gets hurt, now the American Nightmare is out with this injury, and he had that amazing performance at Hell in a Cell, I actually think when he does come back, he's going to be a bigger star than ever. Wait and see. Talking about weekend rumours as well, over the last couple of days, it has come out that John Cena may not actually be at SummerSlam after all, meaning come to the end of July, you ain't going to see it. Now, who knows what's true and what's not true, but it did have a massive impact on the match that came next, because it was Theory versus Bobby Lashley for the United States title. 
And I was like, well, if Theory isn't going to be facing John Cena now at the hottest event of the summer, what do we do here? As it turned out, he lost. This was really fun, though, because one, the crowd was so into Bobby Lashley, and two, that made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, because for some reason, I just really like the guy. I think it's because he's been busting his ass for the last 20 years, and finally, he deserves his props. So, yeah, he had a brand new champ. Now, at first, I had this horrible feeling that we were going to get to Raw, and he was just going to lose. I call that the Vince Russo part of my brain, but given what happens in the main event, I don't think that's going to happen. And, of course, as always... Because Bobby Lashley is a big man, he acted like a big man for a good few minutes. Siri knew he had to do something, so he did indeed throw Lashley into Rita the ring post, but you know the deal. All is fair in love and war. So at one point, Bob picked up Siri, and he too threw him into Rita. And that one especially was devastating. Things then did slow down a little bit, because Theory applied a chin rock and then punched Bobby Lashley for a little while. But then when he went for his rolling drop kick, Bobby Lashley caught him mid-air and just slammed his ass. And I was like, damn, that man a freak. Theory was still able to hit a spear, which was meant to be a big tease for the A-Town Down, or whatever the hell we're calling it. But instead, Bobby Lashley just got out of it. He applied the hurt lock. I was like, I'm sure Theory's going to get out of this. But he didn't. He tapped out and he lost. This just got such a good reaction, though. You couldn't help but enjoy it. And once again, I'm just like seeing good things happen to Bobby Lashley. I don't even know why. Yeah, this was fine. We're never going to talk about it again, but it's getting it up. Liv Morgan was then backstage doing an interview, and she went into tease mode because she was all like, oh, I think I'm going to hold on to this briefcase until WrestleMania. But for now, I'm just going to celebrate. You should take that information and store it into your brain for later. This also led into Bianca Belair versus Carmella. And look, let's just be totally honest here. The problem this match had is that nobody actually believed that Carmella was going to win. I didn't believe that Carmella was going to win. You didn't believe that Carmella was going to win. My mum didn't believe that Carmella was going to win. And that's a massive problem because she doesn't even watch wrestling. But it did mean that this spread far and wide. And let's not even pretend that WWE didn't know about this either. Because they kept this super duper short. But I tell you this, it was fine. Like we know about all the shifts that brought us here in the first place. Bianca Belair is a superstar who's only going to get bigger. And Carmella is vastly underrated. This was all good. And there's not really much to say about it either. Bianca hit these two devastating backbreakers at one point. I was like, yeah, you get her, Bane. And yes, later on, Carmella went for the Bronco Buster. Any time somebody goes to the Bronco Buster, I'm going to remind you that said individual has decided, I know how I'm going to be successful at wrestling. I'm going to run at that person with my groin. And it was the same with X-Pac. I demand answers. She also used Belair's hair against her at one point because everybody enjoys doing that. And then eventually Bianca hit this delayed vertical suplex. That was tremendous. And the finish made me laugh. Camilla was all going, man, you suck. I don't like you. Slap, 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 slap. So Bianca Belair was like, all right, hit her with the KOD. One, two, three. The only real worry I do have is I think WWE wants to do a rematch here because Carmella beat up Bianca afterwards. And in no universe, in no alternative reality, Can you justify that happening? I mean, this went about seven minutes and Carmella got murked. We do have to call it a clean finish, though, to bring down the board. It rolls up to eight. I'm getting worried about this board, but I found a way to spin it. I think all these clean finishes have been happening ever since we introduced the counter. Either that or I've just been indoctrinated. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We had a SummerSlam commercial after this that focused on Logan Paul, and yes, he was booed. Now, if you actually dive into this, I think both Logan and WWE want him to be a babyface, and this is absolutely ridiculous. So listen to me, WWE. You need to find Mr. Paul. You need to sit him down and tell him he has to be a heel. Otherwise, you're going to do Lowe's versus The Miz. And I promise you this, The Miz is going to be a massive babyface. And then we got an advert, I presume, because Alexa Bliss barfed into her locker room and started to yell at Lily, who is an inanimate object, because she had bought a bunch of clothes and other items using the WWE credit card. Now this cracked me up because one, the fans booed it and that always makes me laugh. Also two, once again, in no world can a doll go out there and buy some things. So this was just a step too far. I am of course joking. And what I would like WWE to do when we do get to Raw is ensure that Lily has dinner with Adam Pearce and then also drives him home. We're gonna have a quick break in proceedings too because you lot are a lovely bunch. And we had some signs. So firstly, it's an up for Davon and his mum. I mean, he literally wrote that on the sign. So who am I to take that away from him? So you and your mother are getting an up. And then there was another guy who asked for a down. I've told you once, I'd tell you a thousand times. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I am just a conduit for whatever you want. So I'm giving someone a down. I don't think we've ever done that before. But the sign said, Simon, give me a down. Your wish is my command down. And just quickly too, for those that can't handle it when I do this, here's a little bit of a secret for you. When you get to the end of the Money in the Bank ups and downs show, just subtract one up and one down and you will see what we gave the premium live event. I know, I know it's crazy. Sometimes it just works. And then the Street Profits and the Usos for the everything tag team titles 
absolutely killed it. So make sure you watch the end of this video and then go check out this match. Flub me, it was great. Up. Jimmy and Jay cut a promo beforehand and during all of this, the commentary team kept telling us that Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford apparently are having some problems. So surely we are now planting those seeds for a breakup. I can't make up my mind. Is it too soon? Is it not too soon? Do I really care deep down in my tum-tum? Oh. Fans were wonderful again as they treated the Usos like the worst people on the planet and the Street Profits like they were heroes. And early on, everybody was just flipping their way out of everybody else. Like, I think Jimmy went for a flip at one point, so Dawkins just cartwheeled out of the way. And then there were spine busters, there was frog splash attempts, and Montez Ford telling the crowd to tell the Usos to suck it. So it was 1998 all over again. Jimmy and Jay then suplexed Dawkins into Rita the ring post. So once again, I was like, oh my gosh, why are we doing all this stuff? And this allowed the Usos to run wild for a while, even when Montez Ford got in there, because he got blasted with super kicks. This also carried on because Jay then hit Angelo with yet another super kick. And by this point, the crowd had realized, oh man, this is going to be a good match. So they started cheering for the Usos as well. But I tell you, who even cares? It also meant we reserved another hot tag for Angelo Dawkins. And that was nice because we rarely see it. And not only did he hit this crazy dive, but he then hit this swinging DDT. And I don't know what happened, but I totally bought it. So the ref went one, the ref went two. And before we got to the three, I was like, oh my God, tag team title change. It didn't happen. He also then threw Jim into the air and Ford caught him and hit this back suplex and that was brilliant. And then they hit the Doomsday Blockbuster and once again I thought we were done. False finish. This happened one more time after the Usos had hit more super kicks so this was just absolutely brilliant. And it's when Ford decided, well, I can see my opponents outside of the ring so I'm going to run to the corner post and I'm going to dive majestically over. And I tell you this, I could see it 100 times and I will never get over it. I mean, it really is ridiculous because I am more realistic than it and I don't even know what that means. And by this point, all four dudes were looking at each other so they just started to punch each other in the face as all the fans chanted, fight forever. I think that may have been a little bit long, but for a good while, I would have stuck with it. So this was basically a tag claxer moment, huh? And after we had seen a few moves, we got a couple more super kicks. The Usos did hit the 1D. One, two, three. Still your tag team champions and still not going to get murdered by Roman Reigns. So we also have to bring down the counter because that is nine clean finishes in WWE. Or is it? Because we got a replay after this that very clearly showed that Montez Ford's shoulder was off the mat. And this wasn't one of those, oh no, we've done an accident. We better retroactively fit it in. Not at all because the commentators were talking about it and so was the Street Profits. So bring that counter down, scrub out that nine, put it back down to eight because we got some shenanigans. This is a really nice story though, because I'm well up for seeing them go at it again. And if it does end with the Street Profits breaking up, well, that's kind of an interesting narrative. So once again, this was flubbing great, and these guys absolutely rule. Also, everybody in this should be over the moon about the performance they just put on, which is kind of ironic, because Montez Ford could probably jump over it. There was a Kevin Owens video package after this and I got a little bit sad deep down because I was like, oh no, what if he was going to win money in the bank and now he wasn't able to? But I do believe he is injured, so I hope he's okay. And then we got another vignette. Now it was super weird, as Michael Cole told us, because there was a bunch of candles and there was a bunch of dark lighting. So straight away, everyone was like, oh, it's Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is coming back to WWE. Now look, it could be Bray Wyatt. We don't know. I don't think it is. Because also in this video, we had Jeff Hardy's wristband, we had Kurt Angle's Olympic gold medal, we had a cross that kind of like The Undertaker's, and we had a license plate that said Latino Heat. 
And do you know who has taken all of those wrestlers that just came out of my mouth on in big feuds? And do you know who had a similar video to like this when they debuted? The answer is Edge. So I'm just throwing it out there. I bet it is the Rated R Superstar, and this is just a good way to repackage him after all that strange stuff with the Judgment Day. And then Liv Morgan proved that she is a damn massive liar. I tell you this, good for her, hell yeah. I'm sure you've already figured it out, but it was Natalia versus Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and look, this was really good. These two are friends, so they have super duper good chemistry, and they go out of the way to make the other person look good, and they told a solid story here of Natalia going after Ronda Rousey's limbs to the point she had a limp. The reason I'm zooming through it, though, is because a major event happened afterwards, so of course, this is what you want me to talk about. Like, if I just dropped into a video, oh, I'm filming a movie with The Rock tomorrow, but beforehand I wanted to tell you about my last gym session. You'd be like, Miller, we don't care about your pecs, tell us about Dwayne. We did make sure that we did Ronda does Natalia's finish, so Natalia does Rousey's finish, but eventually Ronda did get her in the armbar. Natalia had to tap out, and as Ronda was going, I'm still the champ, I am so happy for me, Liv Morgan's music hit. This place went crazy. Now, I do have to admit that WWE has to stop doing this with the women's briefcase because I'm pretty sure out of everybody that has won it, only Carmella has held on to it for longer than 24 hours. But in this instance, it doesn't matter because then it was Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey. And do you know how many times Ronda Rousey has lost in WWE since she debuted back in like 1822? Twice. And both of those were kind of contentious. But here... Liv Morgan won. There's also plenty of teasing here, because at first Ronda got Liv Morgan in the ankle lock. So it's like, oh no, she's going to tap out. But then she kicked Ronda in her bad knee, so she was back to walking like a crab. And then all my dreams came true, to the point I may retire from life, because Morgan, this hero, this warrior, the greatest person in the planet, then hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up to become a champion. I have something in my eye. This was a proper moment though because the crowd loved it and you could just see the joy etched onto Liv's face. So screw it. The match itself, Ronda versus Natty, that's getting an up. But for everything that happened afterwards, it's not just an up, it's a golden up. Because once again, like Bob earlier, it's just so nice to see good things happen to good people. And just go check out social media. Everybody is saying nice things about Liv Morgan because she's a nice person, she's passionate, and she tries hard. Oodalally. I am going to be just a little bit of a dick and say that I wasn't a massive fan of Ronda hugging Liv Morgan afterwards. Like, oh, you did it, you did it. Because I like this idea that if you do cash in, you're a little bit of an asshole. However, did it make Liv feel like a bigger star? You bet your ass. And then it turned out that we weren't done with surprises either. Because do you remember all that ranting and raving I did about theory like five minutes ago? If you didn't, please see a doctor because something is terribly wrong. Well, the reason we did it is because there was a surprise entrant in the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. And it was theory. Because yeah, after Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Sami Zayn, Omos, Seth Rollins, Riddle, and Mad Cat Moss had entered, Adam Pearce walked out and went, Hi, I've got a little tease for all of you. There's somebody else in this match. And Theory walked out. Now, like, I totally understand him. The commentary team did a good job in telling us, Well, this is Vince McMahon up to his old tricks. But i just got to be honest with you, I don't like it. I can't really tell you why. I think it probably comes down to the fact that everybody else had to qualify and then somebody else swans in, so it makes all that seem pointless. And also it telegraphed the ending because you're like, well, you're not going to have Theory lose the US championship, be putting money in the bank and then lose again. I just don't think this was the best idea in the world. I'm giving it a down. That aside, though, you know the deal with money in the bank. 
rarely misses. Omos, of course, murdered everyone in the early going, because WWE's story will always be, well, he's such a big man, how are you going to stop him? And as it turned out, every single person hit their big move on him, and then they buried him under some ladders. Now, I'm not sure how they thought that was going to stop him, because I could have pushed a bunch of ladders off of me, and I'm tiny compared to Omos. That's what we did. Before this, though, we did ensure that Sami Zayn and Mad Cat Moss had their moment. Once again, it was Omos that took them out. And this is when this poor giant had to climb a ladder. Now, look, climbing a ladder is hard anyway. I think we all forget this. But when you're seven foot three, it must be near impossible. And he looked terrified. And I felt so sorry for him because he was going to have to go up at some point. But it was like, oh my gosh, somebody please help me. Around this time, Theory was able to climb the ladder too. And he was about to grab the beefcase and everybody booed him. So you do have to give credit to WWE because they are getting the right reaction. It's like me when I go home. The disaster then started because Sami Zayn got powerbombed onto one little by Moss. And then poor Sheamus was thrown into another one. I thought his back broke. And it got super crazy when Riddle climbed up to another ladder and hit a floating bro. Now I get it, everybody was down there waiting below, but the sheer height and the fall couldn't do it. This is when Omos was back from the dead, but almost instantly he was hit with a bunch of other finishing moves, and the spot we came up with here, because every single person beat him up on the outside, they picked him up and they powerbombed him through Alan the announce table, and this looks so damn badass, I highly suggest you go and see it. The nonsense then started unloading because Butch was there jumping onto Drew McIntyre's back to try and stop him, but he got Claymore kicked. And when Sheamus and Drew were going at it again, this is when Sammy got there and he pushed them off the ladder and they went crashing into another one. And I get that we've seen worse bumps than this, but when you watch the impact, it just makes you shudder. The same for Moss when Seth knocked him off because he landed horribly. And then yeah, Riddle was up there. He saw Seth Rollins. They hit a super ultra RKO and blessed Seth Rollins. He took this flat as a pancake. Round of applause all round. We also made sure we were going to piss off the audience at this point because it really did look like Riddle was going to win and everybody wanted him to. But this is when Theory was back. He just smacked Riddle over and over. He fell to the canvas. And then, yeah, <laughs> we grabbed the beefcake. <laughs> And he is now Mr. Money in the Bank. We also continue to tease that this will be cashed in after the main event of SummerSlam. And this is why the Ronda Rousey cashing was so smart. Because now you start thinking to yourself, well, they did it with Ronda Rousey. Maybe they'll do it with Roman Reigns. Maybe they'll do it with Brock Lesnar. And if you do give that moment to Theory, I tell you, you're definitely going to create a star. So much like earlier, this was really good because they're always really good, but it wasn't the best. And I'm totally cool with Theory winning it. I just think he should have gotten the match another way. It up. Which did indeed bring us to the end of the Money in the Bank pay-per-view every damn time premium live event. And look, it only went three hours. You had a couple of crazy matches. You had a brilliant moment with Liv Morgan. I had no problem with this at all. Getting it up. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.